Kia ora, Kofu Now make it fari. welcome to the House. This week Parliament has spent lots of extra hours debating to get part-finished bills done before Parliament is dissolved for the election. And the MPs have achieved a lot. The budget was approved, two bills were completed on water, one on mining, one on fuel resilience, one on public transport, one on informing the public about tax, one on council elections, including lowering the council voting age to 16, one on royalties for art, one on the way alcohol licences are granted, and one on legal aid. Now, that's a lot of bills. And somehow, amid all of that, they managed a slew of valedictories from retiring MPs and daily question time. Now, tomorrow on the House Online, we'll publish a photo essay of what was a pretty extraordinary week of question time. Our members of the House is resumed for the valedictory statements. But here today, we want to talk about farewells, one of them in particular, because yesterday's speech from the former National Party leader, Todd Muller, was quite unusual and notable. Like all valedictories, he thanked his family, staff and supporters. Like most farewells, he threw in a joke or three. But unlike most speeches, he concentrated most of his time on a bracingly honest and very thoughtful exploration of threats and failures of and to New Zealand, democracy, parliament and his own colleagues. For example, he spoke about mental health, about how we are failing the mentally injured and what should be done. With unusual frankness, he criticised his party colleagues for leaning into blame rather than support when he bent under the strain. I acknowledge this is a sensitive space, but we should be open about the unique challenges of experiencing poor mental health when you are a political figure. It is important to provide suitable space for rehabilitation, including some distance from scrutiny and accountability. We do that for cancer, we should do it for poor mental health. In my case, that largely happened with the mainstream media, but less so with some of my party still coming to terms with a terrible 2020 result. I hope that when the occasion arises in the future, for it surely will, empathy replaces silence and understanding blame. He was also unusually honest about climate change. The nations of the world will not keep global warming to below 1.5 degrees. Rather, they will overshoot two degrees by some measure. As the global climate continues to warm, New Zealand will bear significant costs due to the impacts of climate change and attempting to adapt to it over time. These impacts on our coastal and stretched infrastructure will dwarf the medium-term challenges and costs of emissions reductions. And he did not shy away from slaps at the slogans and policies of parties across the House. We must reduce our gross emissions and seek efficient ways to offset them in the short term. It is a challenging path for a country so small and so distant, but it will become impossible if dispassionate assessments of complex options provided by the Climate Commission get drowned out by simple taglines of denialism or catastrophisation or even kick it down the roadism. As we sit here today, we cannot meet the gaze of our youth on climate action, and that should not sit easy with us. But he didn't leave it there either. There is a broad change occurring in New Zealand that concerns me, and I sense in our private moments concerns many in this house. There is an anger at a level I've not seen before. Boiling frustration weaved through the personal conversations of many of our fellow New Zealanders. From this discontent, swells greater partisanship, which is fueling a level of political toxicity that is corrosive to our society. 
I cannot play it all to you, but you can watch it on Parliament TV On Demand via the Parliament website. It was a good five-minute-long exploration of the threat of a widening dichotomy on race. He appealed to Labour and National as the centre to fix this. We progress as a society when the centre holds, while slowly moving that centre to reflect the changing nature of our aspirations and beliefs. But if the centre collapses because the extremes are too unyielding, or either one of the main parties rapidly moves to embrace that extreme, we put the bonds that bind our society at great peril. But the political centre has to move as well. I believe one person, one vote, is the bedrock of democracy. But bedrocks can be built on. So where there is inequality in political representation, we should be open to ensuring these voices can see a pathway for greater representation. For if our political institutions are to endure, they must reflect our changing country. That was retiring National MP Todd Muller. And you've been listening to The House. It's a whakarango kwaiki te whare. This programme is produced with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Matawa.